Hello everyone, I'm Carrie, and I'm Kristen, and we're bringing you our weekly podcast called Girlfriend's Guide to Blending Families. Kristen and I met a few years ago through a mom's club in our town, but our friendship really took off when we started sharing the heartaches and successes we both experienced in raising our children in blended families. We hope to share insights, stories, and a few laughs with you on this crazy and rewarding journey of parenting. So grab your glass of wine, and if something we share resonates with you, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Cheers. Cheers. Hello, friends. We are back with episode two of season two of our podcast. Hello, Miss Kristen. Hello, Miss Carrie. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, 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 good. So we are back in full swing. We had a guest speaker on our last episode. And tonight, Kristen and I are just going to kind of reconnect with all of you and talk about some recent challenges that have been going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. Where to start? I know. Well, Halloween just passed. Let's start there. What was- yes. What was your blended Halloween like? So, um, so we had a little bit of uh, transition over the summer. The girls and I moved to a new house, just the three of us. So, Yay. Yes, it's fantastic. We were living with family before, and now we're on our own, which is amazing, back in the town that we kind of wanted to be in, which is great. Um, so good things, a million good things, still, you know, blending and trying to blend gracefully. Um, so our Halloween was, um, it was good on one side where my older daughter went um, with her dad and his family, which we normally do when we were invited up there. We just couldn't do it with my little one. Um, so she and I went trick or treating by ourselves just in our new neighborhood, which was really fun. Like she's three. So the way she views the world is just very cute and innocent and like walking up to strangers houses, you know, begging for candy of people you've never met before is like (laughs) odd (laughs) and, you know, adventurous where we just walked up and we're like, you know what, let's just turn around. This house feels creepy to me. So um, but on her way to drop her off to her dad, um, she got really sad, which was hard. Um, and I guess I wanted to share this story on the podcast because I feel like, you know, so much of what we talk about is, um, like how difficult it is on us as adults sometimes, you know, we made these choices in our lives, obviously, um, but it still doesn't make it any easier at times. And I know I shared this story with you and I shared it like with my mom earlier today and both of you guys had the same reactions of just like, Oh, you know, like there's nothing you can do. But so we, um, so we trick or treated and then we, um, met her dad and she was crying on the way up. Um, cause she just, you know, it's hard, it's late. Um, she was like in a, you know, good place having fun. And so I said to her in the car, well, why don't you call me tomorrow if you are upset or you miss me like Rai Rai does. So she said, yeah. And I didn't think anything of it. And then seven 15, the next morning, my phone's ringing and it's little Gwen 
just crying and crying and crying and sobbing her little heart out and just saying, I miss mommy over and over again. I know. And uh, it was just hard because there was really nothing we could do. I couldn't change the schedule. I, I was had to leave in 15 minutes to go to work to drop my daughter off at school. So, um, you know, I think as long as you and I have been doing this blended family thing, you've been doing it longer than I have. There's just those moments sometimes that are just so difficult and they're just like, Ugh. And as soon as it happened, I was like, damn it, I need to text Carrie right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so hard because I, I, my heart was breaking for you when you were telling me about it. And for her too, like the poor little thing is just so sad. And, you know, I think I had shared with you that my son, you know, at sometimes I'll say, well, why don't you call dad when he's missing him? And he's like, no, that'll just make it worse. Yeah. And like, exactly. Like, I offered that to her in the moment of it making it better, but knowing that she's three and number one, she can't really hold phone conversations anyway. I mean, she can for like seconds at a time, but she's goofy. And so it's not really like meaningful and it ended up actually like upsetting her more. I mean, I appreciate the fact that her dad like gave her the phone and stuff. I thought that was very nice, but, um, yeah, it just set the whole tone to the day where I was like, damn it, I need some wine right now. <laughs> and and you know, literally like, 715. As she gets older, it'll get better. Like, I can tell you, like, so Lucas is turning nine on Thursday. And when he was younger, it was the same thing. Like, he would almost not want to call dad when he was feeling sad because it would just kind of, like, make it more real that he wasn't here. Right. But fast forward a few years now, like his dad will text me and be like, hey, can I talk to Lucas? And I'll say, sure. And we FaceTime and, you know, Lucas is now able to take the phone himself. He talks to his dad. OK, cool. They talk about football. All right. Love you, dad. Talk to you tomorrow. And they hang up and he doesn't get sad anymore. Yes. And it's funny. The reason why I offered that to her was two days before that Rylan had called me in the car on the way to school, which she never does. But she's six now and she can have those like big kid conversations where she's like I miss you I love you today is gym day and I'm gonna see you tomorrow and it was like a totally awesome conversation because she can like you said like it's just different when they're older but when they're little it's almost like oh it's like I don't even know what the lesser of the two evils is it's just to let them be sad in that moment and get over it or like you do give them a little attention and then it's she probably went on her day and was fine. And I was like devastated the whole rest of the day. Right. Exactly. And I know you and I talked about like, would it be helpful for you to like see her for a couple of hours or not? And I kind of thought probably not because at her age, like you're right, she gets busy doing what she's doing and it's out of sight, out of mind. You're three. Like you don't, you're not thinking about, oh, well, it's going to be six hours or a day and a half until I see mommy. You're just like, what's happening right now? Yes. And I don't think I told you the end to that story was that night we came home, we went to your house. I told you the story, got a little sad, fine, because we were drinking wine. And then (laughs) got home and our friend from Mom's Club, two friends, one whose daughter's in Gwen's ballet class and another one who is in the class after both texted me and they were like, Gwen was here with her dad tonight and she looks so happy. She was great. She was being silly and funny. And I was like, Oh my God, you guys, thank you for telling me that because I was literally 
just beside myself all day and they were like oh she was good so it just reconfirms the idea that the kids do get over it it's just a little bit harder for us and that's amazing like awesome that you have good friends that are sharing that with you to let you know and also that she got to go to ballet and mm-hmm. didn't miss out on her normal activities <laughs> yes exactly because I did share that of like you can, I can see her for a few hours or you can take her to ballet because that's something that she loves. And P.S. I won't be there. So it's probably a win-win on your end. So, um, and, and he took, you know, me up on that. So it was good. So it just made me feel like, okay, everybody sort of like acted in Gwen's best interest that day and it worked out. So that's awesome. So it all ends up, even though your heart's aching and hurting that she's okay. Yes. Yes. And I think that's what like, you know, the essence of the podcast is, is like, we as the adults sometimes have to do that. And like, the only relief you get is like, when I share it with you, and then I get feedback and just like, yeah, I've been there. And uh, here's how I got through it. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the main reasons I love doing this podcast. And I love you know, some of the Facebook groups that I'm in with blended families or stepmoms, because it, it does help. Like it just Mm -hmm. helps to talk about it. It helps to hear other people's solutions. Sometimes it helps to hear stories that are worse than yours. And you're like, okay, well, this isn't so bad. Like that gives you a little reprieve. Um, And just to have people to talk to that understand, you know, that have gone through it or something similar, because, you know, you and I have shared before that it's, parents that are in a nuclear regular family I don't want to say regular nuclear family don't understand some of this stuff like they just not to any fault of their own but it's just you just can't understand it because you've never been there right 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 absolutely yeah and you know what's funny is I think I I follow one of those ladies on Instagram that you had like put me you know in the direction of and she's a stepmom and uh, I always, because I'm not a stepmom, and I always think like, oh my gosh, wow, that is like really some serious stuff that you all like have to manage in terms of feeling like an outsider. And there's so many quotes that the person puts on Instagram where I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's, you know, I I really applaud you and her and everybody that's in that role of being like the bonus parent, because uh, it certainly can be a thankless position sometimes definitely is I'm you know and I think someday you'll probably be in the same shoes so Mm -hmm. you know it's it's the nature of the way our families are going that probably that will right you know happen too but you know you amaze me with the way you manage schedules like I think that my schedules are crazy and sometimes I have to like check myself and be like, all right, where are each of the children right now? Where do I need to be? What day is it? Like, I don't know how you do it with all the juggling. Like, it's fascinating to me. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know, you just like, you only like whatever can handle what you can. So I, I don't know. I just do it and uh, things are always changing and I, I have good supportive family. So that's also helpful too. And I have a, like half the amount of children that you have. So yeah, well, so back to Halloween, ours was great. We did um, what we traditionally do. Like we just go with our, the three littles. 
um, Aubrey that is with us now, she always goes with her friends because she's a little bit older. So she went, you know, with trick or treating with her friends, did a sleepover. And then the little ones, we all went out with some of our neighbor friends. And then my son's dad comes and meets us. This year was a little bit different um, because he now has a stepson also. So he did kind of the early part of trick or treat with his girlfriend and not technically his stepson, but soon to be, I assume. Um, right. So they, and he's little, so they did like the little earlier part with him. And then he drove out here to meet up with Lucas. So we only trick or treated for like an hour and 10 minutes this year. And, you know, his dad came out for the last like 20 minutes or so, but it was good. Like Lucas was happy that his dad was there and um, it worked out well. We all, you know, had a drink together and then went on our way. Mm-hmm. But good blending no problems my husband and my ex were talking to lucas about you know um year-round sports and being an athlete and lucas comes home he's like all right mom sign me up for basketball dad and keith babe said i need to do it i'm like wait what (laughs) what what did i miss (laughs) that's good it is good yeah it's cool too that you guys like speaking of schedules can you know, on one night where basically the children only trick or treat for two hours where we live that you all can find, you know, like him and his, you know, soon to be stepson and your son and your kids and your husband. I mean, that's a lot of juggling and a lot of people and that you can find a spot where it all works is it's phenomenal. It really is. It is. And honestly, like it really can only happen because we all live in close proximity to each other. And, you know, I mean, we don't live down the street. We're 30 minutes away, but it's doable. And right. that was something I kind of promised my ex was that we would never relocate unless like we were all going him too. because I, you know, as much as my, my, my parents made that work, it was so hard because we were so far away. So I just kind of always felt like I would never do that. And yeah, you know, they and get you involved in sports and all that other stuff. And it's just, you can't manage it if you're not close by. Yeah. And I know when we were hanging out on Friday, you said you, you realized with your dad, when you drove up to see your mom, was it? And like drove to Pennsylvania, what that was like for your dad having to do that drive, you know, the two hour drive, one trip every weekend to come see you and like to come to your sporting events and come to school stuff like what dedication your dad had for you yeah a hundred percent and there's um a it's a zach brown song and it's called um highway ride or 20 yeah that one Mm -hmm. i literally cry every time i hear it because um that's exactly that was my dad for my entire life like my parents split when i was two so i mean he did that for years Um, Mm -hmm. And now he does it for my kids. So it's amazing. But what made me think of that and tell you the story is that I went up to get Aubrey from her mom um, because Keith was out of town. So, you know, as much as like, I feel amazed that my dad did that for all those years, like my dad remarried briefly, but didn't have any more children. Mm -hmm. Um, So our situation is a lot different because there's a lot more kids involved. So you know, doing that drive, of course, I wanted to bring Aubrey home and obviously we'll do it. Um, and my husband had to travel, but I had to then get a babysitter for the other three kids, or I was going to drive them up and back for an hour and a half each way. Right. Right. It ended up actually working out really well. Like Aubrey's mom met me, um, not halfway, but a little bit closer to make it easier. So it was an hour each way for me. Um, 
And then I got my mother-in-law to babysit the other kids. So it all worked out fine. Um, but as I was driving, I'm like, wow, like, I'm only doing a quarter of what my dad did. And it was mm-hmm. a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It is a lot. It is when you have your, you know, you and your ex and then your husband and his ex and the children and the children you have together. It's so much coordination sometimes. And, you know, like, thank God that you can be flexible and thank God you, you know, have the money and the means and the vehicle to drive that. It's just, I think it can be really, uh, you know, like cost prohibitive sometimes when, um, you need to do that sharing and you can see how people end up not being a part of like their kids' lives because they just can't make it work with their work schedules or anything. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause you know, an hour drive each way, that's a two hour. What if you have an infinite home or what if you don't have reliable transportation? You're right. There's all kinds of other issues that can get in the way of that for sure. Yeah. So what's new in your life, little lady? Well, so I think I shared a little bit about the change in our dynamics. So now our two oldest are in college, both doing well. Um, And then the third in line is now with us full time. So that happened over the summer. Um, So, of course, there's lots of the transitions going on. I would say it's like a day to day process. Some days are phenomenal. Everybody's great. We're blending a plus and other days I want to cry by 9 a.m. <laughs> it's pretty by much nine. a roller coaster. Not 9 p.m., 9 a.m. <laughs> a, yeah, no, a.m. for sure. Sometimes <laughs> earlier. Like you wanted wine by 9 a.m. the other day? Yeah, like that. <laughs> oh, no, it was 7.15. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe we should go for mimosa instead. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, and the other part that I didn't share of that story, but I did tell you in person was, so my other daughter, so her dad has been dating somebody for like five years now, like the best person, super supportive, probably like future stepmom. Great. And she calls her Momo as like her little nickname. So I'm getting Rylan ready in the morning and she was like, Momo, can you get me the hairbrush? And I was like, it's mom. <laughs> then I was like, you know what? I'm done for today. But it was so stupid because, like, Gwen, when she comes to me, she calls me dad for, like, the first three hours. So it's not, like, as if they really, you know, don't know who you are. They just, like, have to transition, you know? Like, their little brains can only do so much. So, um so that was cute and I was like mad for 0.5 seconds and I was like you know what you can check yourself on this yeah but But um, also right right so Momo is because can we share her name or no uh we'll just call her yeah we'll just that's their little nickname nickname so it's kind of like a nickname added for like mom so we added the m for momo so that was i think why it was like a little bit more of like a deep breath right yeah yeah so um but did i hear aubrey did she call you mom the other day because sometimes i hear her call you carrie and then i thought i heard mom a couple times yeah, so like the older two will call me mom and it's more just like 
joking around like they call their mom mom and they usually refer to me as Carrie but like if they're joking around or if the little ones are around um they'll say mom and it was funny because my husband and I actually had this conversation a couple years ago because I would you know refer to him as Keith babe a lot because Mm -hmm. that's what my son calls him but then all of a sudden his biological children were calling him Keith babe (laughs) and it really started to upset him and he didn't really tell me that until like you know heat of the moment kind of argument came up and I'm like oh and he goes you know whenever we're in the group of all the kids I just refer to you as mom and you refer to me as Keith babe I'm like Oh, oh! So it was just like an eye opener. So now I just always refer to him as dad, unless it's only Lucas in the room. Right. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of like it depends on who's there. Like you know, Aubrey doesn't like turn around and say "Hey, mom" to me. Like she'll be she'll say "Carrie." Um, but if like all the kids are joking around, they're going "Mom, mom, 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 mom," trying to get under my skin. Then she'll you know chime in. Yeah. And isn't that so funny? Just like how the kids move in and out of like the nuances of that. I mean, Aubrey's not that old to be able to like discern between like, oh, when is Carrie Carrie and when is she mom? And then like, sometimes I'm busting on her and sometimes I just want to get something from her. Like, as if I'm just one of the other kids. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it it was funny, like how um, the kids called how Gwen came home and called you whatever but I feel like I do that to my children all the time so why does it bother us when they do it back like I call them all the wrong name like as you're getting to it, I literally like go through a list until I get it right and I'm like okay that's you <laughs> right. and I like crack up as I'm doing it. I'm like I am not this old why am I having a hard time with this <laughs> yeah there's so many that's why or you're just like fired up about something like it's usually when you're yelling and I'll be like yeah stop it Chase I mean Lucas no I mean Reagan <laughs> <laughs> right so whose name do you shout first that's um one. yeah usually Lucas <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's the one that's usually in trouble. Yeah, that's true. I usually am shouting Gwen. So she's usually the naughty one. But then Gwen said something. And then Gwen was calling, you know, Rylan's dad's girlfriend. Then Gwen was calling her Momo. And I was like, that's not your stepmom. <laughs> You're not anyway related to her. And she's like, that is her name. And it's Momo. And I was like, okay, you know what? That's fine. That's We're fine. beautiful blended right god damn it exactly yeah at some point you're all gonna be in the same room and like it is what it is like that's how she's gonna know her (laughs) yeah yeah so so uh, going further in our podcast for this season we have lots of fun stuff coming up I think we have some mom's club people that are gonna join us as guests and I think my cousin's gonna join us um what are you like? What are some things you think we're going to be discussing? I know we kind of briefly talked about an outline, but just to give our listeners a little bit of preview, what do we have going on? You know, I think like the idea with the guests was as soon as we started the podcast and people started talking to us, um, I think it's just been really interesting for me to see what all the dynamics are of you know, blended families, I guess, because I didn't grow up in one, you know, I grew up in like a nuclear family. So for me, I always feel like a little bit of an outsider, like, oh, I'm just not like other people. My family, everybody's got mom, dad, kids, and that's it. And so I am, you know, I feel like a little bit of an outlier. And I guess for me hearing 
like all the iterations of how a family can be is just really helpful to me. And I guess maybe like healing in some ways. So it's almost like we accumulate all these people as we go on. Like, oh, did you know that like uh, Stacy, that her family is this and, um, you know, the other person that she's gone through this. So um, I guess it's just kind of like all these cool dynamics of friends that we have that I didn't really know the all the details too so for me i think that's what this season is going to be about is um you know just different spins on the same idea of a blended family yeah i think i love that idea too and it it does intrigue me too to hear other stories and especially when it's people you we know um Mm -hmm. that you're you're right you didn't know all these these details like it's somebody you know you know not super well just from school or activities or whatever. So you chit chat, but you don't know that, Oh wait, they're a stepmom and they're blended and they have this. And you know, those six kids actually are all blended too. So it definitely, um, I think because of our podcast, we're more alert and attuned to all this. So, you know, I feel like I'm constantly talking to people. And when, as soon as they say something about, you know, having a blended family, my ears perk up. I'm like, Ooh, would you want to be on our podcast? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like what's your story? Just cause it's interesting. And I think, you know, that our listeners find it interesting too, because it gives you, it gives everybody a different angle and a different perspective. And hopefully people can relate to some of the different stories. Yeah. And I think you relate to parts and you learn from other parts and, you know, we've all, it's a learning process for all of us. So, you know, we have some highlights, we have some things that, you know, we definitely learn from. So I think it's just kind of nice in that too, to know, um, you know, that we're kind of all in this process together. And sometimes, like you said, sometimes you're blending beautifully and sometimes you're crying at 9am. We're drinking at 7.15 or wishing that you were. <laughs> or wishing, yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And, I, you know, I don't think that it's any different um, than parenting in general. Like, we have plenty mm-hmm. of friends that are parenting in a nuclear family that want to have a drink at 7.15, too. Like, parenting in by itself is crazy. So, no matter what your dynamic is, it's always interesting and fluid. Um, adding, like, the blended family and the multiple parents and households obviously complicates it. So, you know, our hope with all this podcast and what we're talking about and sharing is just that we give you some good laughs and some you know things to think about and hopefully helping people blend gracefully because ultimately it's about the kids and that's really what we, you know, want to share and focus on and hopefully give people some positive encouragement, I guess. Yeah. Yep. So definitely. All right. So next up is going to be a guest. We're not going to give you any clues yet, but we will be back next week with a guest speaker. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so for anybody that's listening, you can uh, subscribe to our podcast. So it comes up every time we publish a new episode and you can write a review on anchor or Apple podcasts or whatever you get your podcasts from and um just you know share us with friends if you like what we're saying and you like what you're hearing and uh we appreciate you and here's to season two of girlfriend's guide to blending gracefully cheers cheers (laughs)